Get, Get ready, ready filmmakers. filmmakers. I'm Ashcake. And I'm Steve. And we're on the Wyoming Podcast. It's that time of year again. Time for the Interplay and Interplay Film Festival. Interplay is a premier festival celebrating arts and culture in beautiful Fort McMurray, Alberta. If you're a filmmaker, we want to screen your films. What kind of films can be submitted to the Interplay Film Festival? We're looking for short films of any genre. We're also into feature films of any style. We also like documentaries about the topics you care about. We also love creative and fun music videos. Make sure you keep track of us through social tools. Check us out on facebook.com slash ymmpodcast. Or send us a tweet with your favorite hashtag at twitter.com slash ymmpodcast. We also have a brand new YouTube page where you can see previous year's winners. YouTube.com slash ymmpodcast. Listen to more of us as well as Trotsky and Tito as we count down to interplay at iTunes and ymmpodcast.com. The deadline is coming July 28th, so submit as soon as you can. Come and interplay with us. Come and interplay with us. Come, Come and interplay, interplay with, with us. us. <laughs> Ridiculous. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. Gentlemen, welcome to the YMM Podcast. I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. Special guests at the dining room table today. Who do we got? Russell Thomas. Yes, the interim executive director, or what was... Uh, yeah, the interim, interim? Uh, executive director. Uh, I hate using ED because another... <laughs> that stands for something else, and I don't want to say that. Uh, uh, yeah, of Arts Council Wood Buffalo. And who else we got? Misty Oaks. I'm uh, the marketing coordinator for Keanu Theater and a local community theater artist. Everyone knows who you are, Misty. Yay! <laughs> Same thing every podcast. Yeah. You've been like a regular host now. Smokes. Uh, welcome to the dining room table, guys. And uh, let's chat about the Arts Council, Russell. And sure. Congratulations on the. Is it an appointment? Uh, what would you? Yeah, call? yeah. It's sort of an appointment. Um, the reality was that a number of us closest to to the the effort to uh, get the arts moving realized that it wasn't was not moving very quickly quite frankly and and that something needed to happen and so um, thanks to the um, the generosity of the college they've given me over essentially to this organization for a year to get it moving to get it up and running and um, and the timing couldn't be better because um, just the way that the, the budget process works with the municipality, we have to you know get a get a proposal into the municipality in order to get funding in place for 2014. So oh, okay. a lot of things to do in the next six months. Absolutely. So that's the plan. Then the Canada gave you over for a year, everything off the ground, and that's what the 
Yeah, pretty pretty much. I mean, it's called a secondment, um, um, and very generous about it. I mean, the reality is, my intention would be when the arts council posts for a permanent executive director, I would think, assuming I'm enjoying it, yeah. that I would apply. And if they yeah, like exactly. me, great. If they don't, I'll be uh, wanting to work for Tito. I don't know. I'll, <laughs> I'll need another job. There's always a spot as a host. Absolutely. In the podcast. Sure. <laughs> Pay's not very good though. Peanuts. Uh, all peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're free at the bar, so we just get back to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's very interesting then, because we, when was the Arts Council actually announced in this region? It was so what, over a year ago now. But almost two I think years, it, it, I think. No, no, I think it was uh, last... Actually, no, just under a year. I remember, it was around last June because we did a podcast about it because they made, the, they made the big announcement. The culture days, yeah. Yeah, the like, culture days, yeah. Mm. And we're like, okay, so what does this mean now? <laughs> I think that was the million-dollar question that everyone was asking. Well, and it's not that they're, they're, they've stopped asking that question, <laughs> and they should because it's important to try to understand what it's meant to, to do. And it was announced kind of around the same time that we had all the arts cuts at the college. Mm. Um, and uh, I think... The, it actually spawned out of social prosperity with Buffalo, to be honest. Okay. Uh, conversations that happened uh, with in the first year of that project. And um, it just sort of gathered some legs, and, and they did the work to uh, get the nonprofit status in place, which is always, you know, that's the, that's the hard stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's there. There is an interim board as well. Um, but the intention is to uh, reach consensus on what, what the governance structure of this thing needs to be long term. So an example is, and again, I'm just speaking at, at, at the, based on what I, what I know yeah. is the intention is, theoretically, it could be 50% of the board appointed by regional council okay. and 50% voted from the membership of the Arts Council itself. So okay. the idea is that it will have a membership structure of, of some kind to get buy-in. Um, the ultimate goal in, in any of these uh, strategic boards is to look at your skill matrix and make sure you have all the quadrants covered so you're you're going to want to have people representing various disciplines within the art Uh, you're going to want to have industry people that have significant influence Um, and and that's the process that we have to go through now with the hopes that uh, by the time we have an annual general meeting that we can appoint a permanent board and a permanent chair um, and it kind of concurrent with that have some funding in place to start doing what we need to do well and start like because i think there's groups that are non at the bit and have been for quite some time that just like you said doing what we need to do and that's the ones that are really trying to get places like i know the big there's a big photography community that are dying for studio space i know one and the art program but artists and residencies actually help that program quite a bit that's the from the province though so Province or the city? I believe it's from the province because I think when uh, Mandy Espizel came to Fort McMurray, there were several different residences oh. that the, the province listed, and they were from different cities. And she's like, oh, well, I'm from Fort McMurray. Might as well apply for the one uh, for in, Fort Fort McMurray. in Fort McMurray, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a certain amount allotted by the province to each community, and then they're up for grabs by artists that can prove through their CV or resume that uh, they, they can bring something to the table, right? Because I know um, Christian, I can't pronounce his last name, starts with a V. Villatili. Yeah, he uh, got the one that I think the art He's amazingly movie. talented. Yeah, because he had his stuff going on for Winter Play uh, yep. in the art gallery, yep. and yeah. it was absolutely uh, amazing stuff. Yeah. 
There is there is some funding from the municipality for the artisan and residency program. Mm-hmm. Is it enough? No, I don't think it is, um, and it, and it needs some enhancement. There's no question in my mind. But I think you've you've touched on a bigger issue, which is. Um, what, you know, even you know Misty and, and her, her drama folks would love to have uh, the opportunity to pursue their, their own company in some fashion. Yeah. Um, and uh, you have disparate groups that struggle for space and studio time and, and all the rest of it. And right now, there's there's not a lot of space, um, and there's no uh, singular place where artists or people that are interested in what I call colliding with artists gather. It happens mm-hmm. here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. And so one of the themes that came up at a recent Nexus North Ideas Salon, and my table was around culture, was the idea of a true grassroots community art center. Mm-hmm. And we bandied about a, um, a bunch of different ideas, but essentially a place where you're naturally going to flock to, whether to have coffee and a visit or to collaborate with other people that are interested in creating yeah. stuff. A gathering place. It's interesting Absolutely. because um, uh, essentially the festival that's going to be running in June in Edmonton uh, Next Fest. Yeah. That's kind of what they are. Uh, they they're a conglomerate of different disciplines that every year they hold a festival that celebrates all the disciplines, right? So film, art, performance art, all and and, and they're all stationed through just like you said one central location, which I think for the longest time has been the Roxy, which is uh, an older uh, theater in the arts district in uh, yeah. Edmonton. So yeah, so we, yeah. we've talked about a, a bunch of different things. I've been pressuring the uh, not pressuring planting, <laughs> planting seeds with the, the McMurray Gospel Assembly Church just putting it out there saying, hey, you know, when you build your new church up in Abram's land, mm-hmm. I'd love to have a conversation about converting your, your current structure into a community arts center. Yes. You know, there's, there's a bunch of different ideas. But essentially, we need a place where artists gather and that you feel welcome, where there's coffee and where you can have live music. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we used to have a lot more of that when we had Misty's too young to remember this, mm-hmm. but uh, it was called Cafe on King. I remember it. I, yeah, yes. I remember it. That's where, where yeah. my wife and I met on a blind date, and oh, and, oh. <laughs> and it was it had live music, and it was a great scene, and it was kind of I think the apex of a number of different disciplines in Fort McMurray, music being one of them, and you have to have those places in order for people to get together and. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that I'm excited about working on with the community. Yeah. Well, we're definitely on the verge, uh, and uh, uh, you're no stranger to this, like we're on the verge of something big happening within this region. The whole redevelopment's downtown, which I'm sure are going to provide a lot of these, or, or and the plans to providing stuff that we're talking about. And I think, what was it we had on the podcast I think, with Tyler King, where 2016 seems like it's going to be the year yeah. for this town, right? Well, there'll be a few things even before that. We, we spent um, uh, almost a full day this past week talking about Jubilee Plaza and what that's going to be. And while it's still in design phase, when it's built, and it won't be that long, it'll be next year when yeah. it's built out, all of a sudden we have a space where you can have uh, small little, what I would call boutique festivals yeah. and or yeah. events, little jazz happenings or blues or just you know random concerts or buskers and, and this place that will we'll gather that kind of energy. The next uh, step we'll be talking about what is this performing arts center in the downtown core? What is it? Or the Civic Center. No, no, or this no. is separate. So, right. so kind of where Borealis Park is today, uh, where the Haxton Center is, that whole patch of land there is going to be 
a performing arts center of some kind. Nobody knows what that means yet. Is it a 1,200-seat soft-seat theater with a, with studio space and a gallery? Uh, is it 1,500 seats? What is it? We've still got to go through that process, but it's, it's fundamental to the design of what is called the Civic Plaza District. Okay. So part of Borealis... Lake? I don't know what we call that patch pond? of water. Pond. The, the pond. Was, uh, pond. <laughs> Part of the pond, which apparently has fish in it. Uh, Councillor Marr said he saw three dead pike in it the other day. Really? Yeah, yeah I saw they yeah, come I in through the too. intakes and uh, anyway, it's good. <laughs> Russell is in the snide fishing on the point. We can't well. swim in there, though. Let's see where my mind is. Uh, it, it's going to change. They're going to cha- change the contour of it, and they're also going to be having some some water flowing through there from the snide to actually make it a healthier body of water. Yeah. So, but that's where the where the the performing arts center will be, and so I think these are exciting times because all of us Absolutely. need to be part of that conversation, yeah. and and I think. If there's one goal that I have in the short term uh, in this role with the Arts Council, it is to inspire some really great conversations over coffee mm-hmm. about all of these things. Yeah. Get people talking. Get them uh, impassioned. Mm-hmm. And let their whatever's bubbling in their gut to come out and, and put it on the table. Well, that's what some of the greatest ideas literally come from because I find a lot of the ones come from the most unlikely sources. Like, uh, we've met uh, an amazing, very, very talented individual, Richard, uh, basically through the stuff that we've done with film. And I think if we haven't really started having these kind of conversations, these chats, or getting to know these people on, on a level where we've just been doing it pretty much on Facebook, well, I don't I mean, think we would have I, met I think, uh, Well, I think what, what happened was it was all because of uh, what we've been doing with Interplay and the Film Fair, because he attends That's all right. of those. That's right. You're and, right. And yep. he approached us, he That's basically right. saying, and, and he was kind of yep. one of the ones that sparked us into saying, hey, maybe we should really start gathering together all these people that are interested in making movies here because the thing is uh, one of the things I noticed uh, in Edmonton is everyone everyone's so in competition to go against each other to grab whatever's available Mm -hmm. that they fail to realize that some of the most successful people from Edmonton and Calgary all are collaborators and 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 it's just harping back to what you were talking about, Russell. It's it, it, it's not enough. Like you can be a one man army, but it's far easier if you're willing to put ego aside and work together with other people. Because mm-hmm. then there's the best of both worlds, right? And, True. and you get good working relationships, and that's how you develop great art, right? Well, especially with uh, when you talk about trying to everyone's trying to push each other out of the way to get that prize. I find like arts granting funding anything that's available is always so little yeah. that people are will like people well, will all compete unfortunately for the it's one. structured to make people of that so well, I've noticed that it's kind of changed over the years though because I've noticed a lot more people are show, are noticing that there's far more success to apply as a collaborative group yeah. than as an individual trying to get an arts grant uh, what I was going to mention though is uh, my question Russell was um, we uh, as everyone knows we do have events with Buffalo here in Fort Murray and my question is how is this Arts Council going to be different from what Events Wood Buffalo does? Well, Arts, uh, Arts Council Wood Buffalo is not a producing organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, Events Wood Buffalo is. Mm-hmm. Um, there lies the difference. Um, the, the, the purpose of the Arts Council in, in, in our current thinking is quite simple, that it's, it's that championing body, it's the funding body, it's the enabler, it's mm-hmm. the facilitator, it's, it's, it's going to be um, working closely with all these various groups. And let's use Events Wood Buffalo as a great example, because I meet with David every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and part of my role is to, to be that uh, advocate 
when he hits a wall, whether it's with government or with industry, I can step in as that third party and, and help get you know solve a problem or resolve a dispute or or if they're having policy issues that I could step in and assist and and, and that's been kind of fun to do and 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 I think not being attached gives me a far greater ability to do that mm-hmm. quite frankly and it's the or same freedom. with piano to, yeah. to be honest I mean one of if, if when I imagine success you know it, it would be finding ways to better support what happens at Keanu Theatre and Art Centre. They've been going it alone for a long time and have been doing amazing work for 33 years. And we need to find a way, like Edmonton, where you have that one particular, and I don't remember the name of the grant program, but you'll see organizations like the Citadel Theatre and Catalyst Theatre, Citadel, getting $375,000 a year from the Edmonton mm-hmm. Arts Council. Oh, wow. It is important funding. Yeah. But we don't have that right now uh, in Wood Buffalo. And whether it's Keanu or Holy Trinity or any of the other groups, we have to have that way of supporting these organizations on an operational basis locally. That does not exist. I mean, right now, all we have is something called a Games Legacy Grant, which individual artists and Mm. and, uh, amateur artists attempt to get some some money from. And and they do, but it's not a lot of money. And that's money from the city. It is. It's a a legacy fund from various games that we've hosted over the years. Because I find there's a lot of the groups in this region that are all fighting for AFA grants as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now you're you're moving from, you mean like a local, the Games Legacy local comes from local government. You're now moving it to provincially where you could be gunning for this grant with countless many people all over Alberta, right? Yeah, well, I believe that Events with Buffalo also gets funding from AFA as well. At least uh, a lot of their events are listed as such. So. And they got topped up quite recently with additional funds from the I used the to AFA. write those grants. <laughs> I like those grants. You know, I, my, my favorite grant story when I was the president of, of Interplay was getting a call from the uh, federal... Oh, God, what was it called that uh, helped me out? The, the, the program that killed the Liberal Party. Um, not too sure. You know, the oh, like the it was Alberta it, it, Liberal Party. It, no, no, no. The federal, the federal Liberals. There was a big scandal, and it was all around this granting program. And is the it the name, one Paul Martin was involved? Yeah, in? yeah. yeah that, I know what you're anyway, talking. About. I can't remember. Uh, it'll, it'll hit me. So they called me out of the blue and say, "We want you to apply for this 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 program." Really? <laughs> okay, because we want to give you money. Okay. Well, I'm interested. I, was, What's the catch? I, was, I, was, I was never so sorry in all my life because, I, 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 you know me, I don't swear very often. But I was swearing at these, these bureaucrats because I put more time and effort into getting 6500 bucks than you can possibly imagine. The red oh. tape was, was through the roof for this wow. thing. And um, there was a huge scandal around it. And, um, so I can understand why now, but I think you know grants need to be they need to be you know not completely simple. You have to you have to uh, be accountable, mm-hmm. but at the same time they shouldn't be onerous and you shouldn't feel like oh god I don't want to do that I'll go out and pick bottles. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be easier for than Absolutely. jumping through these. Things. And I think one of the things I'm most excited about and it hasn't happened yet, but I did apply and I did uh, I did interview for the Premier's Council on Culture mm-hmm. and I'll find out in in. 
June whether I was successful or not. But if if I if I am successful, I'd be one of about twenty people provincially working with the Minister of Culture on some of these issues and, and developing a culture plan. And I think that the important thing is what we do in Fort McMurray can't be isolated from the rest of the province. So like with mm-hmm. Misty going down to the uh, ADFA one act. Play festival. It's such an awesome thing because she got to engage with people doing similar things in other parts of the province who have similar challenges. Mm-hmm. And when you exchange stories, all of a sudden you might get a whisper of, oh my God, that's a great idea. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we need to do that more. Yeah. We need to find a way of, sustain, uh, in, in a sustaining way of doing that. And Collaborations. It's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. It's, it's cool, it, it, and it's interesting because um, one uh, one group that uh, comes to mind is uh, Rapid Fire Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, they started in Fort McMurray, like sure. they're uh, they're originally from Fort Murray, and the thing is, they they are now Edmonton based, and they are considered like the premier, premier mm-hmm. troupe, like uh, in Edmonton, if not Alberta, Alberta. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Arlen and Mike, they're the sure. ones that started yeah. it up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, they uh, it's now it's it's gone beyond them right and it's and it's run for some time now I believe and uh, the big thing about it is the fact that like had we had what we're developing now then like it, mm-hmm. we like you know what I mean yeah and the idea is like uh, get like like you were saying collaborating with the rest of Alberta and maybe getting to the point where we want people to come to Fort McMurray to collaborate and you know it's like well they have such a great festival they have such a great program such great facilities and people want to go there for like I, I mean uh, uh, Todd and I talk about, talk about for years it's like we uh, one of our biggest uh, hoorays uh, for the Interplay Film Festival last year was um, uh, uh, what's it uh, Scott Green and Marty Hayes oh yeah, yeah. they their hometown boys from, from but they, 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 came, they came up here yep. they came back home for, for their Screening. premiere here and yep. everything and they were like oh wow this is so awesome that this is going on now, right? Quote, I didn't know you guys did this up here. Yeah, he's like, that was an exact yeah, quote. Yeah, exactly, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and those guys, oh, they, they're really talented guys. I, I'm so choked that they didn't get they didn't get the Cinecoop. I thought they totally deserved it because mm. it's, it's, uh, I, it's not so much about uh, having a flashy looking movie. It's about solid storytelling. Yeah. And and with what they were doing, it was so in our own backyard. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like it's uh, it's showing the beauty of Alberta plus this really hilarious concept, right? What so. was the tagline? There's a bit of Wild Bill in all of us. Yeah. And it, no, it was good. Like, yeah. and they haven't given up though. They're still they're still moving forward with it, right? Mm-hmm. They've invested their time and their efforts into doing it, and it would have been great had the Cinecoop thing gone uh, gone through for them. But uh, I really admire them for having. That real that push for like continuing despite despite the hurdles right it's yeah. like, oh well we'll make it work somehow right yeah. so well no and that's what it's all about and that's indie anything indie drama indie filmmaking indie yeah. music we will make it work regardless if we get the grant money if we don't get the grant money if you're passionate about it you will find a way to mm-hmm. make it happen right yeah and uh, maybe a little spoiler but we might little see some Wild Bill at this year's interview yeah uh, oh, film that'd be good. you know oh. to, to those guys uh, they they asked to meet with me mm-hmm. and, and um, in fact it was it was uh, Michael's dad that uh, told me about their project when I was at a banquet with him last fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, you know, you got to get them to get in touch with me because I'd love to tell that story. And they did. And we had this most amazing uh, meeting at Starbucks. And uh, I could just see the fire in their eyes. And to their credit, um, 
they, they listened to what I had to say in terms of some advice on marketing and, and uh, leveraging social media, and they gave it everything they, they got. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I think that's one of the great things about this role uh, with the Arts Council for me personally is that it, it's been happening organically where people wander into my world mm-hmm. because they, they kind of know, okay, you need to talk to Russell. Yeah. And, and now there's some sort of a structure to that. And because I may not know a thing about filmmaking. But I might know that person over here who might be able to help yeah. connect mm-hmm. you up with funding. It's already been done a couple times when we talked to you about that girl from Calgary from there. Sarah, yeah. yeah, you bet. And so, so it's it's those connection points, and and really that's a, a theme that um, we talked a lot about at this Nexus North, North thing is that culture is connecting, and the more that we can connect people with ideas and with uh, talents, well, that's when the magic's gonna. Happen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it, it's it's really interesting to see. Uh, uh, where we're at from where we were in terms of uh, productions coming out of Fort McMurray right now and it's it's really awesome like I mean um, uh, Kelton right now is working on um, uh, what's the show called I can't He's, remember the name he, he, but he was all, he also helped out on the recent documentary Oil Sands Karaoke yep. and I mean there's a number and of he's working but, on a TV yeah. show I don't, can't remember the name Black, Blackstone there you Blackstone, go that's what yeah, it is out of Edmonton yeah yeah. Oh, no. actually see we're here how's it going Kier Mike there we go. Now you are. Now you're live and, and in color, sir. The uh, Blackstone, yeah, and uh, he's done a lot. Like yeah. ever since he he because he lives in Edmonton now, and he's taken on a lot more projects and mm-hmm. compared to that. That's good though. I mean, just uh, just it, need to see another side of delight. That's all we need to see. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to screen it that year too, and so, release yeah. it. Um, Guys got. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's funny how you bring up ASD. Every, I will. Every I'll time I, because I, I promoted that Kickstarter account. <laughs> I demand a movie from you. I'll say it every time, and, and I don't think I've said it on a podcast. Actually, if I was the first, don't shut up. Don't say it. Hang on. Um, speaking of stuff like Kickstarter and Indiegogo, Russell, I'd like to know your thoughts on on uh, those concepts and ideas. Crowdsource, crowdsource productions, not, not just for film, but like for arts projects and stuff. Explain that a little bit. Okay, more. so there's there's uh, these websites. Uh, there's Indiegogo and Kickstarter that are the two predominant ones. And there's Pledge Music. Yes, there, well. there's there. Is, so essentially, it's That's a website global. where you basically create kind of like a presentation of what your idea is. Sure. That could be to create a product, to make a movie, and basically you say, "This is the concept. This is what I have so far, and this is what we need." And so essentially, there's a, wow. there's the there's tiers. So you donate certain amounts, and get you get something. either a credit or a T-shirt or Full production credit, as it were, right? And uh, there's been a number of of uh, f- uh, indie films that have been produced that way. But now what's happening is even uh, mainstream media, uh, like uh, Zach uh, Braff. Braff, Zach Braff, it, uh, he funded a movie. He's funding oh, an original. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, yeah. um, Kristen Bell is, yeah, able to, is putting the Veronica Mars movie finally on the table. And then you've got Gawker getting people together to raise money in the Kickstarter account to buy that. Uh, Tom or not Tom Ford Rob Ford right <laughs> they, they, they want the money to buy the video. <laughs> but um, I, I guess I, I guess and, and before your response um, essentially uh, on the other side of the coin there has been issues with the accountability as well because say yeah. for example they don't hit their goal and they may say 20000 of $25,000 mm-hmm. there's no real accountability for them to have to give How the money back well with, with pledge music at least, yes, and, and now there's websites that actually well, I have that. About but. this from supporting uh, an, an album that was being made. If if the quota isn't met, 
the money actually the is, money isn't released sort of held yeah. in in yeah. in tandem or in the ether for a while until the quote is met and then it's released to the artist otherwise it gets transferred back to the reverted back to the, the but i don't think that's the same now. with all of them no there's not and i'll let over. i'll let russell speak on it first before i go into my rant but go ahead russell <laughs> <laughs> well i you know i think that using technology and the wonders of the internet to create in a whole different way is pretty damn exciting mm-hmm. you know, whichever way you slice it and I've never been one that's fearful of uh, proprietor. that word? Proprietary ship. Oh, okay. uh, you know who owns what, and 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 uh, those kind of things, isn't it? Well, yeah, and the, and the, and getting caught up in the, the legalities of of things, or if worrying about what am I telling people on Facebook? Is it private? Is it not? I've always been right out there and just it's said what it is. is it and, not? Yeah. and and I think that uh, using these these tools to create in a completely different way is what makes uh, things so incredibly exciting. So uh, I I hadn't heard about mm-hmm. what you described, but I think it's really cool. It's it's definitely a wave where you're getting people like uh, there's the video game system. Well, I'm getting the coolest stuff from Kickstarter at the moment. I just um, there's a new gaming system that they're releasing. It's an Android based system. It's called the Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the way that it's like, spelled A O U O U Y A. So yeah. and the like they would release little snippets kind of as as it went along. So they got it funded. So that was great. So then like. Um, the sound when it starts out, they release that, and then they started releasing what the console would, would look like. Updates, and then, yeah. yeah, and you had the opportunity if you pledged like fifty dollars, then you'd get like a pre-order like slip, so you could go into a store and then you'd just pay the difference for the retail amount. Or if you spent like for me, for instance, I think I pledged a hundred and seventy-five, and I now have personalized controllers that have. Ashcake squiggle that engraved into the back of them. It's pretty crazy. The story with them is was pretty powerful because they took this idea to uh, like all the manufacturers, mm-hmm. Microsoft, Sony, all that, and they the got big idea down. Is, is that they wanted to do it more open source, and yes. of course, yeah. gaming is taking a more uh, controlled by the the developers' direction yeah. than, than it has been in the past, and so this kind of flies in the face of that. And it's funny well, how it's been supported, and that's well, where it gets to these Kickstarters, Russell, is where you you, you they have the concept, they pledge the money, and the, my big beef with it is. There's been a few projects now where I've put money towards that I haven't seen a final product. I haven't seen Which updates. I haven't seen. Isn't true for Kickstarter anymore because oh they've tried watched it. Yeah. Oh well. Um, in the last couple of years, they um, have they were having frustrations with a few companies who weren't pulling through with their products. Mm. And um, for some of the products now, you have to give a deadline of how long it's going to take for you to have your product out. Yeah. And if you don't, then they'll be reprimanding you for the cost. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at it. Lost. If you look at it in terms of, uh, say, for example, the financing of, say, a sculpture, or like, as I believe uh, uh, that was an Indiegogo or Kickstarter where they're building a, a statue of Robocop for Detroit yeah. right now. Yeah, Because <laughs> the, the, the people petitioned it to the mayor, and they he's like, to- You guys are crazy. We're not spending government money to build uh, a statue. Yeah. yeah. And so they started the petition, and I guess the sculptor is working on it as we speak. It's supposed to be like like an, a 15-foot statue of Robocop yeah, and they that's going to be in the middle of the city. they got to buy the land for it, too. But, yeah. um, it's kind of awesome, right? It is, but... Uh, what, when people band together, like, look at what we can do. Right. I mean, maybe a statue of Robocop isn't quite what we're all looking for. But <laughs> the concept. So, Russell, what's the first thing you're looking for? 
Is it a, is it a giant statue of RoboCop? <laughs> you know, we, we went to the airport for the uh, direct-to-Denver uh, reception the other day, and Denver has the big blue bear. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yes. Uh, I've only seen it from you guys. I think it might have been you that was tweeting about it's it. And I was just like, yeah. what is this? And I looked yeah. into it. Yeah. That's really exciting, actually. I'm, exci- I'm excited to the fact that, like, no longer do we have to go to Edmonton or Calgary to hit customs yeah. and yeah, the um, but up going like that's to huge me, for I, us. Well, I think yeah. that that'll uh, in turn benefit the arts with bringing people to and from the region because I mean it's a lot cheaper, a lot yeah. faster, well, more I efficient. Mean, look yeah. at our flights to Comic Con that we got. Like yeah. uh, the, uh, we go to Denver and then we're there pretty much. Yeah, so just the one the one stop between one Denver. Stop. But something I've learned in the arts, like in my arts history is still in its infancy but something I've learned working with you and, and I think this applies to all arts disciplines is the fact that collaboration is good uh, brainstorming is great too but there's no better feeling than having a finished product mm-hmm. to be able to show no matter how bad it is and, and look at this personally we've done some bad shits <laughs> <laughs> and, and like you know what I mean but just be able to say this is finished this but, is completed but we learned that with Simon Glassman too but, but that's the the discipline of progression right like yeah. not getting Learn deterred yeah exactly instead of being discouraged when you have something that's not quite how you wanted it to mm-hmm. be or didn't re- people didn't react the way you wanted them to be mm-hmm. is learn from the experience exactly. and then apply it to the next thing you work on to try to better the next project right and yeah. that's one thing like the, with this podcast too is uh, at the start of it I'd always yeah. be like oh, I'll put it up when you put it up it's like no release it get it on schedule do the schedule and I do see the value in it uh, oh, yeah. I feel that uh, the the uh, the creation of an arts council is actually a progression of what's been happening in the last, I would say, ten to fifteen years here in the community. In the fact that because we've been building so quickly here mm-hmm. in the community, there's been a lot. There, there's been so focused on let's get people in houses or Living. apartments to build in yep. that like you're you're having so much of the uh, creative side that's they're being strangled right they're yep. basically being pushed to the side told to deal with this and that and so uh, I, I feel that the the formation of this big announcement came from the fact that there were so many people that were clamoring at the bit saying okay we need to change things and the only way to do that is if we get the right people working towards that as mm-hmm. opposed to just talking about I it I think right? the, the, the demand it. has been uh, just growing exponentially and the supply has it, it, I believe it will but it has yet to to catch up and there's been leaps and bounds made in the recent years but i do feel that that there's people are, want not only the, the the art within the community that they can experience they can absorb they can uh, digest but i think there's also a lot of artists here who are working so hard and they don't know where to go to to show their art like i've been i've been at just parties in people's trailers before where some guy grabs a guitar and you are like the whole room is astounded mm-hmm. by how amazing this guy is mm-hmm. and it's like have you ever thought about doing and he's like well, you know, I'm, just, I'm just here to work. Like, like I just kind of use this on the side. And it's like, if, if there's that outlet, yeah. Yeah. imagine all the artists that are going to come out of the woodworks, I feel. Hello. Your stuff fell over. Oh. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, well, today, for because I'm working on like a little project for the Center of Hope at the moment, I was looking over the census statistics, and there's like... 80,000 of us kicking around in town now. And that's, I mean, not including the people who didn't fill out the census, obviously. Yeah, that's, that's not shadow population. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. And I mean, like, we're bursting at the seams. Every Thanks. new pe- person I meet seems to have a little fun creative thing that they do on the side, whether it's painting or sculpting or even something like gardening, like landscaping. It's crazy. There's all these people and they're like, yeah, and I just do it in my own home because there's yeah. not really much going on in this town and I turn around and I'm like you'd be surprised like this place is growing mm-hmm. and it's growing fast but 
we're, it's not just the population that's going to grow from now on. We're going to start really branching out creatively and everything too, which is interesting so thing about the census whatever that number was, yeah. it's actually much higher. Yes, and, yeah, and, for sure. and in fact, they have data that, I'll call it anecdotal data because it's not official, but they do water studies. How much water do we use as a community? Mm-hmm. And based on our water usage, our population is about 110,000 people. Yeah. Based on uh, water usage. I better go turn off my taps. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, uh, that's accurate because I remember uh, even back in around 2000, 2004, um, I was working for uh, Fort Memory Tourism, and we did a census at that time, and we were collecting that data. And I think at the time it was 70,000 people within the city and over 100,000 if you included everyone mm-hmm. that was in camp. And this was right before the peak of the construction Wood period Buffalo. in 2008, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, supporting Ashley's point, because I think it's a great one, and, and this has been my experience the last couple of months as people have wandered into my world or I bump into them in, in events, and, I, and uh, Misty's trained me really well. I always say, hey, have you ever acted before? <laughs> <laughs> That was the first thing we shared. <laughs> what's, what's so amazing is almost everybody that I asked that question to, their eyes light up. There was this lady in her 50s at the uh, the airport reception, and her she just looked like she was so blown away that I asked her, oh, my God, I've always wanted to do that. My, my spouse wants to do it. I said, okay, you can. send me an email. And, yeah. so there, and there was that. Or, or we were talking before we started the podcast about my insurance agent, who yeah. turns out to be mm-hmm. the former lead singer of the band Kingdoms. Yeah, I and, that on Unbelievable. And so here's a guy who is, he, he's found something that he can do professionally. He got sick of the music business because it was, I mean, it was eating his soul, mm-hmm. but he still wants to do it. Mm-hmm. So he legitimately could come out for Les Mis auditions and begin to connect with this community in a way that's going to be exciting. We've got, uh, we've got Brian Byrne here in town, too. He's, uh, I mean, he, he owns tattoo shops here in town and in Toronto, and he's the guy that replaced Edwin in I, Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, right. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. around for McMurray. My, my friend is so excited <laughs> because he, his favorite band in the me. whole world is I, Mother Earth, and he got the I, Mother Earth logo on his shoulder tattooed yeah. by, like, the guy from I, Mother Earth, and he was, like, crying. See, I just, <laughs> just, I mean, just sing me Summertime <laughs> in the Void. Just sing that the whole time. <laughs> I was in McDonald's the other day. Bob Dylan was flipping the... <laughs> Uh, it was his that was just the dream I had. <laughs> At least I thought it was. I asked him for his name, and I couldn't understand a thing he was saying. <laughs> you, know, you know, funny story about that. Uh, Glenn Lobenstein, who's the CAO of the municipality, w- used to work in Winnipeg, and he was at his friend's place. And uh, his friend owns the house that Neil Young grew up in. And uh, he was over there visiting one day, and, and the, the owner of the house looks outside, and there's this scruffy guy out there, and... Obviously, he wanted to come in and see the house. You want to come in and see the house? Yeah, sure. He comes in, and and it was Bob Dylan. Oh wow! Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Doing so a pilgrimage cool. or what? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so Russell, scrubbing, looking all both What can we expect in the next few months? Like, can we expect anything from the Arts Council before Interplay? Or? I, I, what, what I'm hoping for is we're meeting tomorrow um, as a, as a at the interim board and a lot of the use of the word interim mm-hmm. and the interim executive director. Um, to do some visioning because in my mind the vision is everything so the for me the marker is january of 2014 with this group because 
the whole the hope and the dream would be to pass it over to a permanent board at that point. So what do we have to do between now and January 2014 to 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 get on track and get moving? So I think that's the first step. I think that mm-hmm. matrix you discussed is it, one of those key it's things. So you need. important, and you know the other thing that artists because there there are artists clamoring to be on this board, and you got to be really careful that you don't conflict yourself out because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. if you're expecting funding. And all of a sudden, you're sitting on the board. You've kind of. We already are all facing this challenge. I know. It's, 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 it's a huge one. So I think that my hope would be that we get a budget proposal into the municipality so that we can have a funding stream in place for 2014, would be my hope. Um, the other thing that's happening um, at some point, council will have uh, be looking at a public art policy. Mm-hmm. So the public art policy is a percentage for art program, uh, very similar to Edmonton Calgary, where if we're building a $100 million uh, sports and entertainment center, mm-hmm. um, 1% of that budget has to be allocated for the, for the uh, procurement of public art. So mm-hmm. that, that there's a whole myriad of things associated with that, from picking the artist to uh, project managing it to building mm-hmm. it to mm-hmm. sustaining it, etc. So that's a million dollars. Wait, no, my math sucks. No, that's right, a hundred million, <laughs> million dollars. <laughs> nice round numbers. Yeah. So so we're going to be looking at a policy like that, and when you consider how much we're building, three hundred to four hundred to five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Year, that's that's a lot of money, and so that our organization would be managing that that Mm -hmm. process. It's kind of already happening with the new airport. They've been fantastic Mm -hmm. about integrating. Yeah, I was just going to say they've they've integrated that. Is it Lucas who's doing it? There's a number of different artists. Yeah, I know Lucas is one of them. I believe from around Alberta, I believe too. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So the other thing we've been talking about, and and again, I'm really talking out of school with this, but sort of uh, taking a slightly different approach with that percentage for our program or what if you took uh, 10% of that 1% so Mm -hmm. if it's a million dollars you got $100,000 that you then take and put into an endowment fund that then becomes grant money Mm -hmm. for other kind of artists I love that concept I mean we'll see if it flies but um, we we also have to inspire uh, industry and business to come to the table, and we've already started that process. I, I think, uh, and this is me personally speaking, uh, probably a great idea would be uh, some of that money going into um, high school arts grants for uh, yeah. some of, some of the because I mean the the greatest the, the, the I mean exactly because the yeah. best yeah. thing is supporting like the people that were like the next generation, right? You start you start putting that seed. In you know there. what? You know what's funny that you, you know say that I mean? because I received the. Um, the district award in my uh, community it was it's the top scholarship you know without academics because i was a performing arts mm-hmm. person then and i received the district scholarship ahead of the valedictorian like because mm-hmm. i uh was super passionate and was pursuing the arts as highly as i could at that mm-hmm. point in that community um and so kind of every time I take a break from the arts or like think, oh, God, I'm not meant to do this, I think back to winning that award. It means a lot, hey? It means Especially when, you, when you're lot. so young and it's your first, you know, your first couple like, of projects and stuff. And, and then someone, just for someone to be like, good job, you know, and it, it really, it's stuff that sticks with artists, right? And it's right? something yeah, this city it's, has, I don't want to say lacked because it's been there, but it's just been, I guess, in such a small space that I know for me, I've always had the passion. I've said this story on the podcast where I've won wanted to become a filmmaker but I've always thought it was a, a fantasy pipe dream that 
oh, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. come on, be realistic. Like, as soon as I was done high school, you're going to go to the plant and you're going to get a job. That's reality. Mm-hmm. There's your fantasy. Live in that world if you want and on days off. But your reality is you got to go and work on the plants. So that was the mentality I got coming out of high school with my class. And well, I felt a lot of people, my friends, had the exact same. Like, it was exactly never that kind of stuff you talked about never existed in well, my world. Uh, I guess just to, to turn your phrase a little, uh, I think the same support that we offer, say, for example, we have the, what was it, the, the, uh, which pro- I forget the name of the program, but there's uh, trades, trades of uh, basically rap, from, rap, yeah, yeah, from grade from grade Co-op. ten onward, uh, really, yeah. really promoting the trades. That's awesome, and, yes. and, and it creates a lot of professionals. Yeah. I feel the same thing. We need the same thing for the other discipline it's as well, true, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I take you one step further on that because you said high school. Mm-hmm. I think that the most fundamental thing we have to do as a community is. Is thread the needle from elementary to oh, high school yeah. to yeah. college to, college. to community. Yeah. Uh, it has to be because right now that thread is cut in a number of different yeah. places. Mm-hmm. It's nobody's fault. It's the way it's gone in terms of funding. Um, you have you have elementary school principals who are telling me one thing while superintendents are telling me yeah. something very different. And and you know I have got kid uh, kids in in elementary school and I know what's happening. Yeah. And and so we've got to start. At that age, when we get to high school, absolutely. Yeah. We got, can, you, when I went to go see um, uh, Elephant's Graveyard, most mm-hmm. astounding show I've seen in years, um, that was an amazing connection point between mm-hmm. myself as a respected community leader and those young people. And I, I kept that connection, and I kept supporting and encouraging them. Did that mean something to them? I can bet you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And did that, that absolutely helped put them on the map because they yeah. have earned that spot on the map, but there just aren't enough people talking about mm-hmm. what's going on here. And so for you to endorse them so much and give them so much of your support, yeah. it wasn't like your your support is so genuine and heartfelt and deserved. And, yeah. and the people, the community deserved to hear it as well. I yes. think a lot exactly. of the community was really um, inspired uh, to be involved with Cano Theatre with uh, the production of Hometown the Musical and the fact that you brought such a large cast of a lot of younger people that were coming in. And I'm sure that was such a challenge to do. But I think it's worth it in the fact that you've, you've inspired a lot of younger people to say, oh, well, maybe if there's something else coming up, like, for example, La Miz, there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's yeah. two big roles that are coming for younger people up in, uh, in it the was really inspiring to do like because I made the playbill or whatever so to read those hundreds of biographies um, I literally had to tell people okay you gotta keep it to four sentences <laughs> <laughs> so just tell me who you are where you've been what do you want to do in the future kind of thing and and a lot of the younger uh, children a lot of them were generation dancers um, you know they would talk about how they saw their older dance instructors in uh, All Shook Up, and they want to be just like Jen Lynch, or they want to be just like mm-hmm. Kennedy Marshall. And, and these well, uh, generation dances, man, oh, yeah. that would probably be fun. <laughs> <laughs> when do you have to go, Russell? I'm moving, I don't care. Hello. How much time have you got? Uh, I should go in about five minutes. Okay. The, um, Let's uh, focus on maybe doing a wrap-up then. Okay, well, no, I was just going to say we don't talk generation dance. Like, quite literally, Kingston hasn't stopped talking about dance ever we since we've seen him. Ever since we've seen Hometown Musical. Yeah. And I've been in contact with Kim because well, i got to get him. Really cool is every time I see any of the young girls 
it's a big hug and it's like a homecoming. And uh, when when I read Jenna's uh, piece about how dance has changed in my mm-hmm. community, I don't know if you saw that essay that she wrote, but it's mm-hmm. on my blog. I, I had tears in my eyes because mm-hmm. of of how articulate and passionate she was. And uh, so there's some great things happening there. And um, that was such a profound experience for all of us. Like mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to describe. So I, I know you probably knew I was blogging through that yeah. whole process. Well, at the end of the day, on the closing night, I said to the cast, okay, you know what? I, I've written a lot. I'm done. It's your turn now. And yeah. if you want, if you feel comfortable sharing what this has meant to you, send it to me and I'll post it on the blog. And mm-hmm. when you read that, you go, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People that did not feel connected to this place because they were relatively new to town, didn't know anybody. At the end of the experience, my God, this was home. And and I think that's exciting, and I think that's the future where we need to do, whether you're doing film work like you guys are, whether it's uh, uh, music, because I think we need to do some real work in the music community. Yeah. Uh, theater, absolutely. That's what the arts are about. They connect people, and I think that's the most exciting thing about uh, the future. To, uh, well, I was going to say, just to, to bring a, a closing thought to the conversation, what would you consider a success for the Arts Council? I want everybody who is passionate to get in money. a creative way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you know, it's the money. You get some grants, and is, you get some grants, yeah. and you get some grants. The money is the, is, the co- is the coffee and the conversation, <laughs> but I, I think that the uh, success for me is people that have that, that creative passion, that they feel like their voice is heard and that mm-hmm. they were invited to the table and that they were part of building something amazing. Mm-hmm. That is success to me because I think there's such incredible potential from the people that I've met. I get so excited meeting new folks that have uh, energy and enthusiasm and a longing mm-hmm. to do something cool. Mm-hmm. That's success to me. The money is just part of it, but mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, it's people coming together. It's the grease on the wheel. Um, I, yeah, I got to echo, echo uh, and the longing is the part that I think that uh, is is what we're seeing finally really emerge from the surface. I think that a lot of art has just been, uh, and by no fault of any like particular decisions or, or directives or anything like that but I think it's a bit of a ripple effect of the boomtown and the boomtown mm-hmm. mentality and the I think Becca said it best in that Oil Sands karaoke about how people come here even if they end up staying here they come here for you know with a plan of five years two years nine months and mm-hmm. then it's, it's a the question that end up staying. <clears throat> pardon me a question of are you leaving me first or am I leaving you first and so these deep connections between people aren't made and I also think that these deep connections between people and the place aren't being made and I think that art can make that connection just like you said I think that there's there's a real uh, it's disproportionate how many people want to create and how many people are able to create in town yeah yeah Ash, final thoughts? Um, well, I'll finish. Well, when I was younger, we'll just... <laughs> it'll be quick, I promise. Settle when in, was, folks. No. Okay. When I was in high school, I had an art teacher, and she had a grand in my family because she never got on very well with my sister, and she told me that I would never, ever, ever be good at art, at any kind of art, Ooh. that I would never succeed. In anything I do. And I know she was, she was kind of a terrible person now that I look back on it and, and see and understand. But I mean, all through high school, I didn't pick up art again. And one day I was sitting at a picnic table and I was just sketching, like you guys know. I've, yep. I'll sit during a podcast and, and I'll sketch draw. Yep. When, I'm, when I'm talking. And when the new art teacher came up to me, because she was fired pretty soon after, and I think I understand why now. But <laughs> the new one came up and she said, Why are you in my, like, what, what? art courses are you taking like what classes are you in and I said oh n- not any I was told 
that I'm no good. And she, she said, honey, you're blowing my mind. This is literally wow. what she said to me. And yeah. it changed everything. All, all it takes is someone tapping you on the shoulder sometimes and just saying, hey, like... You're you good. Can, we believe you're in good. you. We believe in you. You can do it. And I honestly think that this arts council is going to change it for a lot of people. En- encouragement authentically given is the most powerful thing in the honestly, world. Honestly, mm-hmm. and now, like, I've, I'm i with these guys and I help them with their films and yeah. I draw every day and I'm doing a project for TEDx that is, like, Matt came and looked at it the other day and it blew his mind. So, like, it's really exciting that... Like all this passion that I have, it's mm-hmm. really starting to come to life, and it's just yeah. and a couple a, of people tapping me on the shoulder and saying, "Hey, good job!" And from like, a business perspective, it doesn't cost a dime. Exactly, encouragement doesn't cost anything. All mm. it takes is someone's eyes lighting up when they see something amazing, like going into Keanu Theater and seeing the people in there. And like, I mean, I never would have like getting to know Ben McCulley or whatever I never would have thought that he could get up on stage and act and oh. like fall over oh. and be hilarious he killed it bedtime he stories he killed it in bedtime stories yeah. it was amazing and just seeing like the people that I know and love doing all these amazing yeah. things it's it's incredible and honestly the encouragement is really gonna give it the push that it needs to get it on the go Misty? Uh, I'm I'm really excited uh, because I know Russell has a very um uh picturesque mind and so I think uh, it will be a great um, magnetism to add and I think it will just really draw people out and um, I think having Russell sort of organize it all and hopefully the Arts Council will sort of administratively organize it a bit because there are like how many questions do each of us get per day how to get involved where okay who are you what's your name what's your contact and and it, it can be a lot it can be a lot floating around and mm-hmm. uh, above our heads and so it'll be nice to have the Arts Council to um, to support that artistic energy yeah uh, all I can say is um, I'm really happy that uh, this is moving forward. And um, as Russell said, I mean, the key to this is going to be uh, collaboration. Collaboration and hard work. I mean, uh, it's great to have ideas, and everyone's got ideas in this community. Yep. I mean, this mm-hmm. city was built on ideas, but uh, you people have got to be willing to do the work as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel that uh, we have the right people in place right now, uh, even through the interim, and, uh, and hopefully moving forward that the right people will be in place to make sure that not just us, but like... Like not just uh, helping us, but us helping other people. Because the idea is, you want to have that domino effect where you get helped and you pay it forward to the next generation and the, and the, mm-hmm. all, the, all the people you meet. Right. So the whole reason why we started the uh, Former Marine Filmmaking Association to like what we do with film is just what we're doing as a, as a community. our biggest problem. Our biggest problem right now is there's not enough of us. There's we don't have the time. Like there's so many people that have I've I've talked to that I would want to work with and that want to work with me, and there's just not enough time. And I want to. I really do. I want. I wish. I wish there was like 40 hours in the day, and I didn't need to sleep so that I could work on all this stuff because I love doing it. Like yeah. it's yeah. my passion. Yeah. And the, the thing is, like you know, eventually you have to sleep. But the idea is, if if you collaborate and other people learn your skill set and you learn their skill set, suddenly it's not just one person it's two people it's three people it's six people you know so take us home Russell well you know uh, if we can dream it we can make it real and and I think that uh, your point is a good one let's just get out there and do it we can talk all we want but if we don't just uh, if we don't make some things happen and you know what we're going to fail once in a while and that's okay and the seeds of my success are sown in soil rich with failure Mm -hmm. 
Hey, and I mean, as long as you get back up again, it's not a failure. Uh, right? As long as you don't lay down. Yeah, I love the I love the uh, saying the, the the idea. I don't know exactly where it comes from. Maybe some proverb or something like that. But just that if you don't quit, you're already ahead of the game. Because think about how many people have quit, have well, stopped, have stopped, have, have decided that they don't have it in them. They don't have the time. They don't have the support. Yeah. And if you just keep going, you're already winning. Just keep going. That's what we say at the theater all the time. <laughs> Look forward to it, Russell. Uh, can't wait to uh, work with you uh, and and definitely collaborate with you in the future. It's it's going to be a wild ride. Thank you for the opportunity. I, I'm I'm super excited for this episode of the YMM podcast. I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Russell. I'm Steve. I'm Ashcake. I'm Misty. We'll see you next set. Don't touch that dial, folks. Listen in for a preview of an all new YMM podcast. Coming at you next Tuesday. And the theme is going to be shifting in thought. Shift in thought. Or shift in thought. Yeah. All the information for this year's TEDx events is online. Where at? TEDxFortMcMurray.com. Right on. And if they want tickets? Apply online at TEDxFortMcMurray.com. By volunteering. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Figured I'd throw that in there. Actually, so any of volunteering information is available at? At TEDxFortMcMurray.com. <laughs> Everything is available at? TEDx for uh, Tickets, you can apply for tickets through the website. Uh, arrange to be a volunteer if you want to uh, eat up at the event uh, and just soak up all the uh, ideas and all the conversation and all the. Uh, wow, I'm horrible today. All the collaboration that's going to be happening. June 8th is the event up at the Holy Trinity, the Suncor Center for Performing Arts. It's going to be a great event. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs>